You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. We apprehend both the known and the unknown with our minds. In this reading from When God Talks Back, Understanding the American Evangelical Relationship with God, Tanya Luhrmann gives a clear, well-written, scientific vision of the mind as it examines the ineffable. People train the mind in such a way that they experience part of their mind as the presence of God. They learn to reinterpret the familiar experiences of their own minds and bodies as not being their own at all, but God's. They learn to identify some thoughts as God's voice, some images as God's suggestions, some sensations as God's touch or the response to his nearness. Lurman began her investigation of evangelical Christians as a psychological anthropologist and chose the subjects of her study carefully. The church I found was a church that I thought best represented the shift of American religion after the 1960s as people yearned for a more immediate and direct experience of God. Lurman elected to study the congregants of the Vineyard Christian Fellowship, where she observed a unique theory of mind. Most Americans take for granted that their minds are sort of walled off from the world. You know, what's inside is private, what's outside is external and real, what's inside isn't really real. I mean, it's can make you sick if you're sad, but it's not like tables and chairs. And what you'd have to do in a church like this is to identify certain thoughts that you think, that you kind of experience as your thoughts, as being really thoughts from God. In this theory of mind, Lurman says, identifying thoughts that are not your own requires learning, rational analysis, and comparison. And there is a technique that the church teaches. People would use the word discernment to help people identify which of those thoughts are good candidates for being thoughts from God. You're looking for thoughts that seem to pop into your mind. You're looking for thoughts that seem to be the kinds of things that God would say. They look for thoughts that give them peace. And they talk about testing the idea that this is a thought from God by talking to other people who are praying as well. As congregants become skilled in discernment, they are better able to identify the supernatural and give it its own identity. People are disattending to the outside world because God is invisible. God is not like tables and chairs. And so what people are doing is in prayer and in their contemplation sessions, they're really using stories from the scripture and memories from their own lives to build a rich imaginative framework in which they are having a back and forth conversation with God, going for walks with God, having coffee with God. In this church, prayer becomes a means of training the mind. What I found was that this training process really was a training process. It changed the vividness of that internal experience. It changed the ways in which people trusted that experience to be more than mere imagination. And sometimes people reported unusual sensory experiences, almost as if something kind of popped out of the mind into the world. Lurman did more than just study the congregants. She conducted an experiment in prayer training using iPods that is as fascinating to read about as any forensic crime story. As you read When God Talks Back, you can't help but hear Lurman's voice and wonder if it's your own. I'm Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.